Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine, I am Andy Hotbody Dawson, pow, I'm Sam Nifty Delaney, so what? First of all, if we'll go any further, we need to uh, remind people that tickets are on sale now on general sale for our November tour, uh, the Velvet Drain Pipe Tour, we're mm. calling it. And they are on sale, uh, if you want details, go to tftimemachine.com slash live dash shows and all the dates will be there and all the links to the shows we've got 1st of November Brighton Comedia Club 2nd of November Nottingham Glee Club 3rd of November Leeds in a wardrobe it says here 4th of Mm. November Liverpool to be confirmed because the fucking venue hasn't got back to my emails that's gone a bit weird who knows where we'll be playing same place as last time nope different place Fifth um, of November, Manchester Stoller Hall. Seventh of November, Glasgow The Stand. Eighth of November, Newcastle The Stand. Ninth of November, Birmingham Glee Club. Tenth of November, London Leicester Square Theatre. And that is where it will end, unless any others get added to that. I don't think they will. Um, get your tickets because they're selling fast. They're selling fast. I think one of the shows is going to be excitingly. I'm very excited. Our biggest ever show. I think, um, judging by the the venue and the rate at which it's selling at the Leicester Square Theatre, which is the last gig, I'm calling it, of the tour. Triumphant Um, finale, that'll be. Yeah, it's it's a big venue and um, it's, yeah, I mean, that is selling fast. I'm I'm excited, but obviously I'm excited about going back to all of the places that we had such a laugh at at, on the last tour. apologies if we haven't come to your venue town or city or venue yeah, of choice uh, it just comes down to we're following the data as the government like to say um, yeah we're plus following... I mean yeah we do have scientists working for us behind the scenes we're not just making these boffins. decisions on our own no, we have boffins who crunch the numbers and give us advice well, on that basis we, I mean, we are it's... provided daily with all sorts of graphs aren't we it's a results bot let's be honest it's a results bot but uh, we're pretty convinced not playing Nottingham <laughs> On this occasion, <laughs> I have booked you in enough. a three thousand seater theatre in Orkney. <laughs> you will comply. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I know the promoter. He'll look after you. I <laughs> owe him good, a favour. He is a good lad. <laughs> I owe him a favour back from the days when I rode in for the wonder stuff in the nineties. <laughs> he is a bit of a cunt but I know him so it'll be fine <laughs> big fat cunt always drinking cider <laughs> bald but still keeps his hair long at the back <laughs> fucking basket case so yeah that's what's happening uh, yeah as I said we've got stats that show us where we've got listeners 
And if uh, if we're not coming to your place, it's because that's because we haven't got any listeners there. It'll be you. Also, we've just got list. stats based on like the country. There are large um, conurbations, urban conurbations, aren't mm-hmm. there? And I mean, we've got we... global stats. I can tell yeah. you now, mm. our top five global territories, if you want to call them that. Um, number one is obviously United Kingdom. Mm. Number two, where do you think that might be, Sam? Uh, Republic of Ireland? Nope. Australia. Australia. We do get Australia. a lot of hunters contacting us from down under, yeah. Number three, United States. Mm. That's good to know. Uh, number four is the Republic of Ireland. And number five, just by a whisker, is New Zealand. Wow. So, well, there is, I can't remember who, but there's at least a couple of countries who contacted us regularly mm-hmm. from New Zealand. I think most of these people are expats, aren't they? Who knows? Um, and then number six, just a few thousand listens behind is Canada. So Canada's number six. So there you go. That's where that's Did where I being listened to. Tell you right that, um, uh, you know, like sometimes we have sort of celebrity listeners, right? Yeah. Not something we boast we about. Like- yeah, we don't like to go on about it, but yeah, there's quite a lot of celebrity listeners, yeah. You know Seth Meyer, who is a one of the late night chat show hosts in the in America? You heard of him? I'm familiar with him, yeah. So he is a West Ham fan, right? Right. And quite proper, avid West Ham fan. He listens to the West Ham podcast I do for the Athletic. Does and he? And he got in touch he got in touch, said, I really like listening to your podcast. Um, right. You know, blah blah. So we got in some West Ham chat. Are you sure and... it's the Seth Myers? No, no, it's definitely him. Someone... <laughs> it's definitely him because he did a, he did an interview about it for the Athletic, right? Right. He got into I can't remember how he got into West Ham. It was something to do with him playing Edinburgh once years ago and wanting to go to a match right. while he was in the UK and someone convinced him West Ham's a good place to go. I can't remember the backstory, the origin story. It's all on the Athletic. So he goes, uh, so we're chatting, and he listens like religiously to the UIs podcast, right? Mm-hmm. So I go, oh, it's really cool. And then we were we were chatting, you know, on Twitter on DMs, and I said to him in a in a moment of excitement because he was being so enthusiastic about UIs. I went, you should listen to my other podcast. Um, it's really funny. It's called Top Flight Time Machine. Here's the latest episode. We do talk about West Ham in it. And I sent him did, the episode. Did he, that's... did he reply, this conversation has ended? It was more or less like that. He <laughs> Because, do you know what I sent him? It was the day, it was quite a while ago, because it was the day that we had um, recorded the episode in which we speculated as to how Bobby Moore had a personal relationship with the River Thames. Very and West had, Ham heavy, yeah. And there was that's... a... And that's... That, that was my angle on sending it to him. I said, you'll like this because it, it's more comedy than the UIs podcast, but we still mm. mention West Ham stuff on it, right? Mm. Um, sent him the link to it. Conversation over, mate. Oh, fuck. That's one of my favourite ever episodes, that one. Yeah, and it, I, it that's got, why I sent it, it to him. I was excited. Almost, it got almost no response at all on social media when it went out. <laughs> Good. Thought, that's, that's one of my favourite ones ever. No yeah, one I, I agree. I thought it was, that's that's why because I thought it was. I really enjoyed it. I thought, oh, this is a really. I'm really, you know, I'll, I'll be really proud to send this to Seth Meyer. What he'll probably do is ring up and say, I want you and Andy to move to Los Angeles yeah. immediately. Yeah, and I'm going to pull some strings at the network, mm-hmm. and you are taking the place of James Corden. It's going to be called Top Flight Time Machine Late. 
<laughs> and we're going to have results spot. We're going to build him. Uh, we're going to get in industrial light, light and magic to build yeah. an actual results spot. You're going to have level 42 as your house band because you know they all have a house band, don't they? Of course, yeah. You know? And level you can 42, just interview yeah. whoever you want. Susanna Hoffs. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Jeff Capes. Yeah. Whoever. And, uh, but he hasn't done that. Uh, that's why I, I fully said to him, listen and go, I have unearthed some genius, some genii. But no, he's just Friends like, fuck, you know. Genii. This is well, weird. No. I just thought he was, I quite liked listening to his sort of West Ham podcast where they just talked about formations and shit like that. And now he's yeah. sending me something about Bobby Moore speaking <laughs> with the River Thames, the River Thames. What? <sighs> No, yeah. this guy's nuts. He's a nutbag. Again, that, that episode just seems to have fucking just alienated everybody, except for us. It's called Fear the Thames. It came Mate, out in the put it 5th. out again. Keep putting it out. Send Every it week. to everyone on IFS, like, mm. three or four times over the weekend. Yeah. yeah until it takes. <laughs> yeah. I've got until really high hopes it. for that episode. I think it's the best yeah. episode of any podcast I've been involved in. Sam, can I ask you something? Can I ask you something? And yeah. I want a quick reaction answer from you from your gut and mm. from your heart at mm. the same time. Uh, would you like to be an Argonaut octopus? Yes or no? Yes. Yes, you would. I'll tell you a little bit more about the Argonaut octopus, mm. which I learned in a tweet yesterday, which, by the way, is going to increasingly become a source of material for this podcast. If we're ever stuck for anything to talk about, we'll just pull a fact from the internet and talk about it. That's what we're going to yeah. do now. When a male Argonaut octopus is ready to mate, mm. uh, he lurks in an area where he knows females will be passing by. Of course. When a suitable female catches his eye, he responds mm. by removing his detachable penis and Bro. flinging it and flinging it in her general Fuck direction. Off. No way. He then, he then up. swims off. He then swims off to die. Fucking hell. And you said you wanted to be that. Well, there's some of it does appeal to me. A, uh, <laughs> um, a detachable penis that you can chuck about. Yeah, but at the same that time, good. that sounds very like toxic masculinity throwing your a cock about, doesn't it? Yeah. I think that's the that, that's the kind of the... Um, you do get to fling it about, but then it's like when a bee stings you, the bee then flies off and dies, doesn't that's it? That's so weird you should say that. I've just been writing about how bees have to die after they sting you. Well, there you go. This but is what this fella does. I, I was writing something today, yeah. and I literally wrote that exact thing about how awful it was for bumblebees that they yeah. had one good skill, which was stinging people. Yeah, and as it's soon as they the, used, used that skill, they're dead. I'm not sure it's their only good skill, to be honest. If you, did, if well, you dive you a make, bit deep into honey. the life of the bee, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, they do more than just sting people. Oh, I know that bees are trendy at the moment and everyone's like, but you know, I read a really good quote by David Attenborough the other day about the bees, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And he said, the bees know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. If there's too many of them or too little of them, that's for a good reason. Mm-hmm. And that reason is their business. So just let them get on with it. Just let them get on with doing their being. They're being just being around. about yeah. and we should stop fucking worrying about it. Because if their numbers are low, that's a natural re- readjustment. Right. Okay. What he's basically saying there is he hasn't got a fucking clue. Yeah. No, he didn't really say that. I actually read that on Clickhole, which is my favourite <laughs> thing on social media. Did you see the? Yeah, did you see the thing about the Muppets on Clickhole? I saw the headline. I haven't read it yet. I'll I'll just read the headline now because it was yeah. um, it's the funniest thing I've seen right. this week. 
Where is it? Come here. Where are you? It was from yesterday, wasn't it? They fucking deleted it. Can't find it. Oh, there it is. Uh, teaching respect. The Jim Henson Company has replaced Miss Piggy with a non-violent pig that just wants to <laughs> suck Kermit off. <laughs> 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 I almost don't want to read the story. No, nah, you don't enough. need the story. It's amazing. Len's got really into click hole as well. I think Has he? it's it's hilariously funny every day. Probably the funniest thing they've ever done, in my opinion, was when they they claimed to have got hold of a letter that Richard Nixon had written <laughs> in the event of Apollo Nine blowing up on its yes. way to the moon. Yeah, and it's and they've actually mocked up this this letter from Nixon yeah. that was, was apparently in the detail, archives of the it? White House. Yeah, yeah, loads of detail about what happened to them. It is fucking funny. Just just search clickhole Richard Nixon and you'll find that. Clickhole on Instagram and Twitter is just the best. <laughs> um, are you looking forward to watching England Scotland tonight, Andy? I was going to see if you've got anything else you wanted to add about the uh, about the Argonaut octopus. Oh, about the Argonaut. Yeah. Well, and as for it. Going off and dying, I kind of know that feeling, that post-Congress feeling mm. of not... You don't necessarily want to die, but you do think, well, that's me, that I'm done, and I'm quite mm. content. That's and my I'm, function. I'm, yeah, I'm sort of... You feel briefly... Because, you know, life can be a struggle. You know, you, you really, every day, you're, you're seeking just small moments where you're at peace and nothing's mm. bothering you, Right. Some days it's hard to even capture a few moments like that where nothing's sort of just irritating you, even low-level shit. Do you know what I mean? Mm. But if you've just finished some sex, you've Sexing. just done it, mm. there is a moment where you sort of think, oh, kind of like chill now. And then yeah. the idea of death in a perverse way is quite welcome because you think, well, I might as well check out. This is great. I want to... I just want to leave like this because I know that if I lie here for much longer, eventually I'll have to get up, have a shower, you know, or at least a quick yeah. wash, yeah? Mm. Um, and then you put your clothes back on. That's just annoying in itself. And then you're like, oh, fucking hell, now I've got to get back to those emails. Or, do you know what I mean? There's always there's something. Yeah, something else comes And so the idea that he just lobs you. his cock at someone and mm. then he thinks, right, that's me done. Might as well go off and have a lovely, die. just die. Yeah. Well... I mean, the French refer to the orgasm as le petit mort. Yes. Which means the small death, don't they? The little mm. death. Yeah. So, um... Well, I tell you what, if I don't know where they got that from, but if if they're saying that yeah. the orgasm is like a little death, imagine the rush of actual death. Big death. Yeah. yeah. Like a massive orgasm. I mean, I saw maybe my that's grandma... Where, maybe that's I saw my grandma die, and she didn't look like she was in enjoying it really she looked scared no. and panicked it was horrible yeah luckily for me i was quite pissed because you weren't confused you weren't thinking that she might be having an orgasm instead <laughs> at the time no but now you're making me look back and reassess what i witnessed because i've tried to put i try not to think about that moment much because mm. what it was was i was at a christmas party my first job proper grown-up job it was the first ever christmas party i'd been to so it was quite exciting and yeah. um it was actually, it's a very memorable day. If you want to hear about the day that my grandmother died and that now in retrospect, she may have had an orgasm on her deathbed. Let's take a small break and then come back to that. Okay. 
Jalapeño. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you wouldn't be hearing this brief but annoying message if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clements each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Jalapeño. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Jalapeño. All right, we're back. Please tell us about the day your grandmother died and may have had an I remember too. she was staying with us because she didn't live full-time at our house. She lived down in Margate, but she was staying with us, you know, in the build-up to Christmas. And uh, I had my first proper job and it was at Men's Health magazine. And I was just a junior. But that day, because everyone was busy, in the afternoon it was the Christmas, mm. you were going to a restaurant for a Christmas lunch and then off like to a bar and then dancing. I was really excited. I thought, wow, that Christmas I've heard all about office Christmas parties. And yeah. today I'm gonna to actually attend one as a legitimate grown up employee of a company. It's yeah. gonna be mad, right? Fucking brilliant. Did you and, have any plans to photocopy your ass, for example? That's yeah, I thought all of that shit was gonna go down. I thought I'm gonna get really Really, really, I was the youngest in the office, right? Did and I thought I'm going to get some, fucking some, shit-faced. Some fingering in the station recovered, perhaps that kind of thing. Well, yeah, I mean, I had a, I had a girlfriend, but there oh, was I didn't then. basically I didn't know what was going to happen, but I was just mm. hoping to see everything. Maybe You're not do everything, everything, but certainly see it all. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, I was I was quite into the idea of seeing two unlikely colleagues getting off of each other, for example. Yeah, do you know what I mean? The, so, the male colleague where still wearing his suit, but with the bottom of his shirt untucked. Yeah. And over, hanging over straight, his trousers. Someone, like, and his, someone quite boring from the ad department. Yeah. Getting off couldn't handle with, his drink. With, uh, with the girl from Bort Ledger. Fucking oh. hell. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, but th- listen, there was something better about this particular day that makes it extra memorable. Aside from that and my grandma dying, is that yeah. in the morning I was getting all ready and I was putting on my, ironing my best shirt. I was still living at home with my mum. My grandma was there and I was ironing my best shirt and I remember really making an effort, you know, in, in front of the mirror that morning and dabbing on a bit of me au sauvage and all the rest mm-hmm. of it because yeah. prior to the Christmas lunch in the morning, a lot of people were out of the office that day for whatever reason, I can't remember, and there had to be a sort of a casting for a shoot with mm. some sexy ladies 
And the head of the art department, who's a woman, said to me, look, I'm not going to be around. I need you to handle this, right? And I said, oh, what do I need to do? And she said, it's simple. We've already booked about 10 models. They're all going to come in. 10? Fucking hell. Right? They'll come in one by one. You you walk them into the office, like there was oh, a corner beautiful. office that the editor usually sat in with glass walls like a goldfish bowl, right? Yeah. And they will hand you their portfolio, and you will leaf through the portfolio, and you'll take down a few of their details and name, blah, blah, what their availability is, and just ask them a couple of questions, one of which has to be, are you comfortable with being topless, right? Yeah. Now, I hasten to add, this was men's health. I think, you know, this was not a lad mag, but there were sort of arty shoots in there. That were did, usually... men's health have, did men's health have Yeah, they did sometimes. Limits? They did sometimes. Fuck. And in I fact, mean, I never do you know what? Because I, I was never fact, a healthy they, man, so they, it was not for they me. They sometimes had more explicit photos than the laddie mags because it was, I mean, I think a good 50% of the readership was, was gay men. Anyway, mm. we knew that from our own data crunching, mm-hmm. right? Um but because it was considered slightly more serious, adult, sophisticated, I have whatever. The numbers. 50% of your readers of are our gay. Readers are gay. Gay alert. Gay alert. <laughs> not an alert. Hey, results no, it's not an alert. alert. It's fine. No, it's, it's okay. It's good. He was just alerting us that we're, we had better we're up a, our game we're a because there was magazine. a lot of gay guys. They go, listen, you're not just fucking publishing this for the usual dopes. These are gay men. They know how to fucking look after themselves, mate. You better fucking do a decent mag here, right? These are men of taste and sophistication. So I am. Um, so anyway, yeah, but they did. They had these sort of arty black and white shoots that like mm. just might have shown a, a single nipple or a woman, you know, whatever. I don't yeah. fucking remember, but yeah. I remember thinking, God, this is saucier than the stuff I see in my lad mags that I was reading at the time. Mm-hmm. And um, anyway, this succession of, and I was so excited about this, and the succession of models came in, and I'm like literally just post adolescence, really. Yeah. Like, Hello, please come in. I could see him thinking, who's this cunt? I thought I was seeing the art yeah. director. Uh, mm. Please step into <coughs> my office. Right, giving me the boy from the post room. <laughs> yeah, it was like that. <laughs> was and I was yet? like, oh, mate, I look at your portfolio. Oh, these are no. lovely shots. And a lot of them were like, they were topless in the shots. And I'm like sitting opposite <gasps> this bird. <gasps> That's a nice photograph of your tits. You've no, got, sorry, I didn't say that. You've got a very pretty face in that one. <laughs> I'm only looking at your face. <laughs> Tell me, what sort of camera did the photographer use for this photograph? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, it don't matter. I'll look it up. Anyway, <laughs> do you mind getting your um, mammary glands out if, if we ask you to? Not now, of course, unless you want to. But no, it's fine. You don't have to. It was. It was wonderful. And... Um, that's the th- and I know it sounds awful because I really loved my grandma and I was close to her and it was really horrible when she mm. died later that day. But unfortunately, I cannot separate two things because I it was one of those days of great contrast where I woke up tremendously excited and thinking this is great. I'm doing a yeah. tit casting all morning and then in the afternoon I'm going out on the piss on expenses. It's yeah. fucking. This is like a dynamite is, day I've this, got lined up. You could condense it down into the phrase: "This is life." This is like that's what I thought. I thought this is what it's been all about. I've got this job. It was my first Christmas having a grown-up job, and I thought this is fuck. That's living Mm. all right. That's what I thought. Mm. And yet it ended with me in um, Charing Cross Hospital, 
pissed, but you know, with that sort of sudden shock of adrenaline that immediately sobers you, but yeah. very discombobulated. My mum ultimately still pissed. Ultimately still pissed. My mum, <laughs> it's going to be fine. She's going to a better place, man. <laughs> That's what she would have wanted. Oh, well, she's not dead yet. She can still hear me. Oh, oh sorry, Grandma. I thought you was dead. Sorry, if you can hear me, I'm sorry. If you, but if you are dead and you cannot hear me, then I'm still sorry, but it's blink, not relevant. Blink twice. Blink, blink twice if you are alive. Blink once if you are dead. Grandma, oh. stay away from the light, Grandma. I'll go to it. I'm not sure which one it's meant to be. Do what you feel, right? You've had a long life. Perhaps this is a sweet release. <laughs> you will be together with Grandpa soon enough. Reunited. Well, in the event of that not happening, would you like anything from the machine? Because I'm just going to go along now. I would you like some fatter? I'm going to see if I can rustle up a coffee and a Twix, because I, I think that might help my state of mind. <laughs> it was... But I got there and it was like I had a, a, a message on my mobile and then it ran out battery saying Grandma's had a stroke. She's in Charing Cross Hospital, and so I thought, "Fuck! I better jump in a cab." But I then realised, out of pissness, I had lost my um, wallet, and so I walked into uh, a mate's office. Not even a good mate, a bloke I knew from West Ham vaguely, and I realised mm. that his office I was passing by. So I walked here. Uh, hello, is Tommy around, please? He was much older than me, right? Mm. And I'm like, yes, who should we say is calling? Oh, simply tell him it's someone he knows vaguely from Upton Park who is currently drunk and needs some money, <laughs> right? So he's come out and going, oh, hello, mate, what do you want? I said, my grandmother has had a stroke. I need £20 to get a taxi to Charing Cross Hospital, please. <laughs> and he just went, mm, all right. Like, <laughs> just gave it to me. He couldn't very well say... Oh, I don't know about that. It's a bit of a piss take. <laughs> so I got in the cab and I went there and I got there just before she start started dying. And mm. uh, it was it was dramatic. It's the only time I've seen... I don't know if you've seen someone die. It's the only time I've seen someone die. And it was pretty dramatic. She seemed pretty like... um, Yeah, she, you know, as you would expect, mm. she seemed a bit freaked out. I don't know if she knew what was going on because by that stage she'd had a stroke. So your your brain's probably gone a bit fucked mm. you probably lo- lost control of your nut right and so, uh, so hopefully she didn't really understand but um, yeah and I was just like comforting my mum who was, uh, who was a mess and I was thinking well the day of the very titty Christmas has not turned out how I expected it to yeah it's uh, like I said that day began with this is life mm. and then ended with this is death this is death, this is death. and that's yeah. what can happen but that is life. I mean, you know, in some ways I look back now and I think, I'm not glad my grandma died, but I think that was a, I think it was a, an important day, a coming of age day. Because it's like, Mm. look, you think life's all free beer and tits, but in Mm. fact, you know, at any moment, someone could die. Someone could die. Like an argonaut octopus, even. It's kind of like, it's kind of like that. The promise You're of going sex for a swim. is let Suddenly to death. an octopus cock is chucked at your head and you look yeah. round and there's an octopus dying behind a rock with a big grin yeah. on his face. It, it reminds me a bit, when I said there that this is life, it reminds me of that story about Sven-Goran Eriksson when he was Manchester City manager and he was oh, on yeah. a pre-season tour 
and he came a lot. They were all sitting by the pool early in mm. the morning, and Ericsson strolls out with a bottle of champagne and a couple of glasses, sits down in a sun lounger next to uh, mm. Diddy Haman, mm. and pours them both a glass of champagne. This is like 10 a.m., and mm. Diddy Haman <laughs> says, uh, What are we celebrating, boss? And uh, Ericsson just says, Life, Kaiser. <laughs> we are celebrating <laughs> life. <laughs> <laughs> There's a man Kaiser. who really does know how to live. Kaiser. Fucking Sven knows how to live. I tell you what, Sven is on Cameo, right? And I think he, he's charging something like 50 quid, which I think is well worth it. Fucking I mean, hell. I sometimes yeah. feel like getting ones as gifts just to myself. Yeah. <laughs> just, just pretending I know someone called Sam Delaney and that yeah. it's like his birthday or he needs cheering up. But really, I'm just paying for it for myself so I can have a video of Sven Goran Eriksson on my phone saying something nice to me that I can watch whenever I'm feeling blue. Because that would you be could, a good sort of, you know. You could you could get it done. Is is there a thing on Gmail now where you can where you can program an email of when it's going to get sent? You can like pre-time it. Yeah, I, I think don't know so, if that, yeah. Surely there must be. I want so, a future or, or, gift to myself. Yeah, you get it done and then forget about it. And then on your birthday, this email arrives with the, mm-hmm. the greeting so, from Sven Gord Eriksson. Sven Gord Eriksson, I hear you are 47 today. <laughs> Very well done. Um, to, like, uh, by the <laughs> pool, that, that puts me in mind something I can't remember if I told you is that um, when, do you remember that briefly Gianluca Vialli became manager of Watford, right? Yes, and, I do. Yeah. But it was like Vialli had had his time at Chelsea where he was actually quite successful. And then yeah. I think he just fucked off. I don't know who he managed in Italy. And then he came back briefly at Watford and he mm. he he appointed Ray Wilkins as his assistant. Yeah. Uh, Ray Wilkins, who I, I knew pretty well, right? He, he, was, he, he sort of became a mate, um, you know, prior to his death as opposed to after his death. Yeah, and another that, one that's gone. I'm not, saying, I'm not saying I'm friends yeah. with the ghost of Ray Wilkins. Well, that'd be right, something, though, wouldn't it? I've captured the ghost of Ray Wilkins in a little jar. <laughs> anyway, jar for a chat now and again. Yeah, sorry, continue. The, the thing about Ray Wilkins was, and Gianluca Vialli, I'm told, is that they they loved La Dolce Vita, right? They lived... Uh, Ray Wilkins' life changed forever after his spill in Italy because he totally yeah. like became enamoured forever, right, mm-hmm. with the Italian lifestyle. Yeah. Great wine... Great food, sunshine, beautiful things. That's what it was all about. Anything else is just the periphery that you do to facilitate your enjoyment like being of the, that life. Assistant at Watford. Right, exactly. <laughs> right. So they go money. on the preseason tour, but the the rep, as a result of them being so laid back and fun, right, and immersed in pleasure and joy, there yeah. was an element of the squad at Watford who regarded them as, uh, who certainly regarded Viali as a bit lazy. Right? Not entirely because serious about his job. It, yeah, it, it was it was a dis and that approach to management, which can work. I always think Claudio Ranieri had a dis and that approach, and he won the fucking league at Leicester. No, exactly. Do you know what I mean? So it was dis and that management. And um, anyway, there is a story that they're both lying asleep by the pool, both of them in their speedos, Ray and Gianluca, on this fucking summer or what, this away trip somewhere or like this training camp. And the players are like, where the fuck are they? We, I thought we were training. So they're literally having to look for the management team and they find them both <laughs> kipping by the pool. Two bald men, right, <laughs> who look like alarmingly similar when they're both just lying there in, in, in swimmers, right, on a lounger. And so one of the players had, was one of these lads who had a legendarily large penis, oh. right? 
Mm. I think it was Hitchcock, the goalie. Okay. Remember that? Was it Kevin Hitchcock? Kevin, Kevin Hitchcock, yeah. And Hitchcock apparently he had a massive... Uh, yeah, big, big cock. <laughs> That's what they say. Hello, sweetheart. Kevin Hitchcock. Hitchcock by name, big cock by nature. It's so big, I can hit your fucking lift with it. Watch this. <laughs> anyway, this story has not got a particularly witty ending, really, but all I remember, because it's such a striking image, is that they were the players were so sort of, like, amused, but also kind of annoyed, but ultimately amused by the fact that they were both kipping by the poolside, that Kevin Hitchcock got his cock out, squatted down behind Viali, and lay his cock down the bridge of his nose. So it just looked like he was a bonobo monkey. You know, you know those monkeys that have long yeah. noses? They always, the baddies yeah. in Tintin always have noses like that, that yeah. look like big knobs. <laughs> and then they all like took a photo. His reality didn't even wake up. He was just lying there with Kevin Hitchcock's knob on his face. They think I mean, he didn't wake up. Oh, did he? This <laughs> is, yeah. I, I, I wake What's this? Hmm, smells like a cock. Fine, like the boys are just cock. Ha- Sounds like the boys feels like the boys are just having a bit of fun. Good for them. It's good for <laughs> team spirit. Cock. Bit of cock fun. Bring <laughs> it on. Put the um, cock on my face whenever you want, boys, as long as you turn up on match day. Right, there's a match about to start, so let's get on with this uh, predictions we've got. Uh latest update, you've got seven points, I've got five mm. points, result spots got fucking eleven points. Mm. We're getting humiliated at this tournament. So, with that in mind, here we go. England versus Scotland. What do you reckon? 3-1 England. Fucking hell. I think 1-1. Okay. Sweden versus Slovakia, uh, which I think is the one that's about to start now. I'm going to go for uh, 2-1 Sweden. I think I might go 2-1 Slovakia. Okay. Portugal versus Germany. What a game. Yeah. I'm going to say 2-1 Portugal. Do you want Portugal? Uh, I think this will be 2 2. Wow. Hungary versus France. Uh, Hungary versus France. I think that will be 1 0 to France. I hate to say this because my lad is wearing his Hungary shirt and supporting Hungary mm. all the way through mm-hmm. this tournament, but he can't hear me, so I'm going to say 3 0 France. Fuck it. Sorry. Hell. And finally, Switzerland Sorry to the versus. Mighty Switzerland versus Turkey. I think that's 2-0 Switzerland. 2-0 Switzerland. I think that will be 2-1 to Turkey. That is it from the predictions and from the episode. Thanks very much. Enjoy your weekend of football. Don't forget to get your Top Flight Time Machine live tickets on sale now and we'll see you there in November. Uh, The world is a stage, you fuckers. (laughs) Put your cock on my face. (laughs) What? (laughs) (laughs) That's my new catchphrase. Aye, aye, Sam Delaney here. Put your cock on my face. (laughs) 
deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.